Support for Hermit Style is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And men, let's be honest, if you're still shaving your face and body with the same trimmer, you're doing it wrong. I'm one of the first people to try the new Lawnmower 4.0, and I'm blown away by the performance. The craftsmanship and details on it are next level. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HermitStyle at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code HermitStyle. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right. And everybody, before we jump into the podcast, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone for donating. Last weekend, we put on a huge charity event for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and we raised over $1,600. That is seriously freaking incredible. Thank you so much again to everyone who participated. During the stream, we put on a live episode of the podcast, and that is actually today's episode. So if you did already watch the stream, this will just be a rerun of what you listened to. But if you did miss it, I wanted to make sure to formally publish the podcast episode as we always do. So stay tuned. Today, I talk with Eric Saletto as we jump into our top five for Realm of the Gods. Enjoy. Yo, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome in to Hermitstyle Podcast Live for the first time ever. And I have no idea if this is working. Eric, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. I cannot hear Eric. Oh, no. <laughs> Ethan, I cannot hear Eric. All right, guys, we will be starting the podcast live shortly. It is hopefully a quick fix, says Ethan from Lobet. But if you are here, thank you very, very much for tuning in and hanging out with us. That game was awesome. It started out, I was like, Sublet has it. And then the more it went, I was like, oh, he's screwed. He's real screwed. But yeah, that, that was really fun. And thank you so much for the donations. We are already almost halfway to 1,000. So we were talking about it. I think we're going to come up with something that will do on stream at a thousand and then we'll have another step goal past that. The, I know the event for the American foundation for suicide prevention, their like big goal is $80,000. That's, that's what their goal is. And then they work with content creators like myself and different leaders in the community to help raise money and um, get them to that goal. So I'm, you know, just trying to help that cause. So this is amazing. I did not think we would be this close already. So this, this is crazy. <laughs> This is wild. Uh, Eric, can you talk real quick? See if we can hear you now? Yeah. Uh, oh, for I sure. can hear you. Let's go. Let's go. Lobat. Lobat killing right. the game. Eric, welcome. What's up, man? Not much. I'm super happy to be here. I'm Eric from uh, DBM, just a small Montreal team that uh, loves the game. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. And uh, Eric, don't let Eric fool you, too. He's a real good player. You, uh... You topped, was it 2019 Nats? Yeah, it was uh, the 2019 Nats. And then I believe uh, I won some unsanctioned. I would say it was at national level, uh, but it was like a webcam unsanctioned Canadian national level. 
Oh, right, right, right. I remember when they ran that. Oh, nice, nice. That's super cool. That's super cool. And I've heard that you uh, just have a a little bit of a like for Pan. Yeah, honestly, uh, <laughs> the history is like uh, definitely the card game amplified my like for Pan, but uh, GT butchered my favorite character, which was Vegeta. They kind of turned him into a gag. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> It was not meant to be a gag, and then the only new character that kind of had a sense of adventure was Pan. So uh, when she came out, played it. Uh, I played that deck for like two years. So of course, it. I have an attachment more to the character because the deck is super, uh, was super fun. It was uh, tempo. You always had good stuff. It's kind of like what Icarus was uh, recently. It just like never felt like you had a bad play. You had so many options, and uh, I love the play style. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that was super cool, man. But uh, so, yeah, so we have a bunch of stuff to talk about. But before we do, we got to give us the formal intro. I'm going to hit it right now. My name is Fortune Teller Baba, and you're listening to the Hermit Style Podcast. Now, where's my brother? I need my 10 zenny back with 57 years interest. Welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast. Talking all about the Dragon Ball Supercard game. From competitive play to the world of collecting. With your host, Jimmy Bacon. Yo, yo, yo! I had to do it one more time. <laughs> all right, now we're official. Now, now, Eric, it is a podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah, and it's it's too good. Like the intro coming in is way too good to ignore the yo yo yo. I, uh, I couldn't do it. I could I was gonna not do it. I did it once, and then I was like, uh, I had to do it. I had to do it. it. Came out of me. But uh, but yeah. All right. So, what did did you did you have a chance to watch the match of Joey versus Sublet just now? Yeah, it was great. Uh, definitely a big heart of the cards moment, and uh, I feel like that's how the matchups always flow uh, now with yellow. And they always look like they're on the ropes, and then they get this vital moment where they can stabilize, and they just take the they take the game, and then they uh, their hand size grows like crazy, and you feel like you can't kill them after. So I feel like the heart of the cards moment happened, and then uh, he was able to just capitalize on that and uh, roll from there. So it was very cool. Yeah, that is dope because we were behind the scenes, like running a bunch of things and doing things. So I would kind of like look for a couple minutes and then I'd be back to getting things set up and ready for this. And then I looked at one point and I was like, oh, all right, I guess that's what's winning. It was like seven life to four. He had hand advantage. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And then I looked again and I was like, oh, Sublet's in trouble. <laughs> I was like, hey, what happened? He has two cards in hand now. <laughs> This but, is why uh, I'm always scared to dump on a battle card. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. But no, it was it was a super cool match. And what I thought was cool was I think those are two premier decks that we're going to see in this upcoming format: Red Goku and Yellow Trunks Jita. Do you think that as well? A hundred percent. I'm actually pre-ordered the entire Goku deck. Uh, I've been Ooh, waiting for that. Deck. All right, big, big baller Eric, no longer no longer washed in the north, eh? Yeah, I think that deck is gonna carry me. Like I stopped playing, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped playing uh, bad decks, man. I started moving to like the best red decks possible. Uh, uh, re reclaiming the title as king in the north, huh? Trying, trying. <laughs> All right, what can you? For listeners, have no idea what I'm talking about. Can you give the story behind your username in the Discord? Washed in the north. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so Washington in the North came from the recent national. I uh, I did really really bad. Uh, it was the worst <laughs> performance. <laughs> it was my worst performance at a big event ever. Uh, I ended five three, but uh, and I lost twice the time rules, which I tilted me a lot at the time. But uh, and I started the tournament o three, just like three losses back to back. So it was honestly terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but before that. You were the king in the north, right? Before that, I was riding like a really hot uh, train. Like uh, I came from like the national top to the uh, to the unsanctioned national win to a bunch of regional tops and uh, went to national to like sitting at the last table, like the <laughs> final table on round four. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, because we all hung out the night before, you were not feeling well, right? No. Yeah, I have stomach issues and... It was kicking my butt that (laughs) that entire trip. I was, uh, yeah, I was just trying to stabilize and we had like uh, Mexican food, so it wasn't helping. (laughs) I just couldn't get back. I think I was on uh, like uh, gravel the entire trip. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. Well, um, there isn't much news to talk about because I just dropped the podcast the other day to kind of promote this event and, um, I kind of covered a ton of news, but I will go do a brief news. We can't skip any segments for the podcast live. So let's, uh, let's hop into the news. News from the lookout. All right. So really the only news is that we have officially entered pre-release weekend. Uh, people have started to open their product, rip open those God rares. Uh, God rare looks sweet. Like, it gets a lot of mixed reviews. I think the God Rare is amazing. What do you think about the God Rare? I love it. Honestly, like uh, I understand. You. All right. Thank I understand you. where people like are coming from where they, uh, I think they pictured something different and that's where the disappointment comes from. But for me, like they captured the most iconic moment in TOP for Vegeta. So uh, I really liked it. And honestly, like the gold is, I, I have to see it in person because I haven't seen I it know. yet. But- okay. Yeah. I need to see it too, bro. I'm like, I'm, just so eager to see because it. it looks like there's some wild texturing and foiling going on. Like there's a lot of detail in this. I mean, it should be very detailed. It's the first ever God rare, but I don't know. I think it's sweet. I really like it. And the normal SCR. All right. The normal SCR, the big gold flakes, it looks like confetti. So now, and, but they all have the confetti gold flakes. I, I, like go look at the SCRs guys. I promise you all of them have confetti gold flakes on them. So I now call this group of SERs the birthday boys. So anytime I see Vegeta, I'm like, ah, the birthday boy. Because, you know, it looks, looks like he's celebrating his birthday. He got some confetti popped off. So that alone should make you want the God Rare. That's true. And uh, I think, like, uh, the pose uh, is what people like on the original the most. But honestly, the, the, the final explosion was, it's, it's just too sweet for me. I like uh, cards that are... Uh, like based on the anime, like on an iconic yeah. moment. So whenever I see like a moment like that on a card, I, I just want to buy it like right yeah, away. It's, it's super dope. It's super dope. And um, so they didn't release anything as far as like actual pool rates go, but the word from what people have opened so far, what people are speculating, I have heard answers from everything from one in three cases to one in five cases. So I don't know if you've heard anything more than that, but that's what I've heard so far from what people are just opening from pre-release weekend. 
Canada. I don't think I've talked to many people who've done uh, polls yet, so I don't even okay. know uh, if someone's pulled one in Canada. Maybe uh, dang. <laughs> maybe Nick and Armando know more than I do at this point. But ne- <laughs> next week is when uh, I think my store starts cracking, and uh, that's when I'll know. Uh, okay, I know uh, some people in the Discord already pulled it. Uh, Triple D, shout out Triple D. He hit me up, showed me a picture of it. He pulled it just just from his pre-release packs. That was it. Open his pre-release packs. You know, whatever, however many they give you when you sign up for a pre-release tournament, pull the God Rare. I was like, God dang, that must be nice. <laughs> well, maybe I need to go pick up some pre-release. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I was like, talk about a plus, bro. Like 30 bucks, turn it into, uh, so one already sold for 900. So one already sold for $900. Uh, I don't know if that price will stick. There's people saying it's going to come way down. There's people saying it go up. I, I have no idea. Like we've never seen anything like this and we still don't even know the pool rate, so. I have no advice for you if you want to buy it. Like I have zero advice. Like pay whatever you think is fair for the card. I think four hundred to five hundred, you can probably get once full release hits. That's what I, I think you'll be able to get. That I don't know if that price will stay though. It has a chance to shoot way up. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Any any predictions on where you think the price will be? Uh, I think it's gonna probably level out around like I think a fair price is around between six to eight hundred at the start. But I can see this uh, as a card not as high as Awakened Power because Awakened Power to me is like that Black Lotus, that Charizard of the game. So it'd always be the highest uh, rarity card. But uh, I see it like leveling right below it. Like it, it'll it's gonna grow and it's gonna be a highly valued card in the end. Yeah, no, that, that's a fair assessment. It's weird, right? Because like the Goku technically should be easier to obtain, but it was also released before the game really had more collectors in and people actually holding onto these cards. So it's, it's kind of the, it's an interesting position that we're in here. Cause now everyone knows we've seen what the value of these cards can do. So now everyone wants to hold this Vegeta. So I don't know. It's, it, it'll definitely be interesting <laughs> to see how it plays out. But uh, yeah, if you uh, want to play in pre-release, of course you can hit up your local shops. A lot of them are doing them. Uh, and if you've never played in one before, usually it's a sealed event. So you get like six packs and then you just make a deck with the packs that you built. Uh, Eric, any recommendations on decks that people should lean to if they're playing in pre-release? Generally, when I play sealed, I try to stay away from an archetype. You don't want to draft into an archetype that requires certain pieces or combo decks because if you just get unlucky, uh, you know, it's a, you, it's really hard to like see consistency. I like to just throw in, like, look at my pool of what I have and draft like just all around like good effect cards with good effects that have high value. And, uh, that's usually the way I play this. Yeah. Well, I mean, the best advice I've ever gotten, uh, was it's very simple advice, but especially if you're newer to card games or you're newer to sealed events, just play playable cards. Like you don't want to play a card that requires or red and you're trying to mix in because you're going to have to mix colors when you play sealed. There's not enough cards that you can just play a monocolored deck. You're probably going to mix at least three colors. So if you're playing a deck and you're trying to get to multiple cards and different and different colors that require two, three, four specified cost of that color, you're, you're never going to play the card. So focus on cards that are easy to play that you can actually board and the game, in my experience, a lot of times just becomes a game of attrition. Like it comes back down to like just very basic fundamentals of Dragon Ball. You're trading, you're constantly working on hand advantage. Obviously, there's sometimes decks that you can play that are a little different from sealed, but usually that's what I find. So I agree with Eric and I look for those super combos, right? Like even if they're out of color, look, look for the super combos. 
Exactly. And I guess the last pro tip that I kind of, it's, it, it's been working for me sometimes, uh, treat like if it's an unplayable multicolor card, but it's in the suit of your deck, think of it as like a check land because that's going to make the flow of charging and playing your cards a lot easier. So sometimes Ooh. I just throw in a multicolor card as like my T1 mulligan charge if I get it. And then Pokey BLT, the thank you for the donation. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's very good advice. Very good advice. Is there any specific leader that you would hope to get for a sealed tournament? Oh, really hard <laughs> to I say. Haven't paid any, to be honest, I haven't paid any attention because we don't, a lot of times our locals doesn't even do it. We just play like a normal, normal tournament. Sometimes we yeah. do, sometimes we don't, but. It really depends on what you pull because like, I think yeah. U7 Goku and Zamatsu are kind of unplayable if you don't open with uh, like X amount of cards. Um, yep. <laughs> Yeah. If trunks, if you pull the one drops, I would say that is definitely a good one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. I feel like a lot of it for generic the, leaders or self awakening yeah. leaders, stuff like that. Yeah, looking at all the decks, I feel like a lot of them have like this little engine, this mini engine of commons that you should be able to pull in your sealed, but it matters how many you pull. Right, right. Yeah, I think you just have to cater it. That's always been my issue with sealed and Dragon Ball, though. It's so archetype driven. It's like sometimes you just do not have fun when you when you get a sealed set and like you just have just random bad card. I don't know. I played a lot of sealed in other draft, other card games and played in draft and other card games. And for some reason, when I do it in Dragon Ball, it's just not as fun. Like the sets just don't feel like they're designed for it. But it's cool, though. It's, it's cool. It's a different change of pace. But anyways, we'll stop talking about that because it really doesn't matter that much. Uh, but if you win, you do get the cool gold stamp pre-release cards, the uh, the Vegeta leader and the Trunks Unison. So that's pretty cool. Um, but that's pretty much it. There's really no other news going on. So why don't we hop into our main topic and we will talk about top five for Realm of the Gods. Turtle School Weekly Focus. All right. So kicking off the new season of the podcast, New set drops every time, every set, new season. So this is episode one, we're doing top five. So Eric and I looked at each color and we picked our favorite card from each color that we're going to talk about today. Um, some of them, maybe we picked the most powerful. Others, maybe we picked like a sleeper card, but just our favorite that we want to talk about today. We'll also talk about our top decks, top SCR, and our favorite art from the set. Uh, so Eric, I will pass it off to you. Uh, start any color you want. Just pick a color or just roll with it. First one, right. go ahead. I'll start with my favorite one, then red. <laughs> Most people right. know I'm, I play red all the time. Um, I want to go with uh, the bomb card, Son Goku Ultra Mastery. And the reasoning for this <laughs> card, it, go, it actually tailors back then this card has just broken you in the game. I see it as like the modern day foreseeing hit. And usually when you resolve foreseeing hit, anyone who played, you kind of won the game. You looked at the hand... Uh, you rip two cards, probably two super combos or a negate to stop your attack. You swung and then you dump. So for this, it has deflect and that, that hand knowledge is so key to red tempo, uh, to sealing out games that I just fell in love with the card right away. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a fair pick. That was also my pick. <laughs> that's why I looked <laughs> up when he said it. Uh, I've, it's hard to pick another card, right? Because most of it is just in archetype cards for the same deck, right? And that's just obviously the boss monster for the deck. And then the rest of it's pretty, I don't know, it feels pretty lackluster. I guess if you wanted to go out of archetype, you can just pick the Realm of the Gods card. But I feel like that's a cop-out because every color got the Realm of the Gods card. So 
Like, spoiler alert, I'm not picking any of those for any of my picks just because I didn't want to. I do think there are two specific colors that I would pick them as the best cards to run the New Realm of the Gods extra cards. But I didn't pick any of those, so yeah. I'm uh I'm with you. I've literally picked the same card. I don't think that there is even another one to talk about. Um, so I'm gonna move on to blue. So my pick for blue is the six drop SSG Sun Goku Miraculous Transformation. Uh, he is the deflect unique triple strike barrier card. Uh, you can counterattack, negate the attack, and play this card in rest mode. And during your opponent's turn, you reduce the energy cost of this card in your hand by one for each card in your opponent's energy. Um, now, granted, that doesn't reduce the specified cost, so he's still going to be a three drop, but still incredibly strong because on top of the million keywords he has, he also is a deadly defender. So basically, if your leader card is mono blue and this card is in rest mode, your opponent's battle cards can't attack leader cards. Uh, this card has been testing insanely well in blue baby. Uh, you set it up with 17 turning the tide. And if you set it up right, it's just auto four damage. You just crit them and then you hit them for three with the Goku. Uh, and even if not, he's a triple striker that has barrier and deflect. Like your opponent is going to have to deal with that. Cause he's also like, he just does everything. He just does everything. Uh, it's been testing very, very well. And, uh, yeah, I, I love the card. I love the card. And the funny thing is he also, although I wouldn't recommend you play this deck as the most competitive deck in the world, but if you want to play a fun blue deck, similar to some of these other strategies, this card works really well in SS3 Goku, Reboot SS3. Uh, it just, it synergizes really, really well with the deck and sets up some cool plays with it. So anyways, that is my pick for blue. Eric, what do you have? Now it's uh, my turn to say that's my pick for blue. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been, uh, I've been messing around with the blue Vegito leader, the starter deck. And I love that card in the deck because you slap it down and then if they kill it, you get to untap one, draw one at the end of it. And the whole deck is like, uh, it's similar to Sin Shenron. You just establish a wall of blockers that they can't get through. So I, I've been having too much fun with that on, uh, on untap. I will say that if there was a color that I would have to pick is my favorite color to play the Realm of the Gods card in though, it is blue. The, the blue Realm of the Gods extra card, that one, I think is probably the best one. It helps you get rid of the floodgates, or the floodgates. It helps you to play your floodgates because you can get rid of all the tax cards, all the little one-drop cantrips, you can get rid of those. Uh, you can clear threats easily. I think that card is really powerful in the deck because you can use it now to bottom, like you can bottom deck the Goku True Fighting Spirit. It also will let you combo out of whatever attack they had and you don't have to waste a negate, and you don't have to let that Goku trigger where you lose a card from hand. So that card has also been testing really well in the blue decks I've been playing. Um, so yeah, if, if there was another card, it would be that one. It, it would definitely would be that one for me. Yeah, I agree. I think it's something blue needed for a long time. It always struggles with board removal, uh, and that card kind of fit the bill. It is multi-purpose, so you could remove the big threats, uh, and, uh, on your on defense you could remove the small the small stuff while not nagging your hand yeah i'm not gonna lie i really thought um where is it oh never well i'll wait i'll wait we'll, we'll talk about it later i don't want to <laughs> give it away yet um also i will give another one i'll give one more because uh realm of the gods is not a good answer so i'll give one more to another really good card that you guys should be looking at and this is more of a sleeper card i don't think as many people are talking about but SS Vegeta, the Interceptor. 
This card is nuts. All right, so it's a dual attack, 20K. If your leader card is blue, play this card, counter, counter. But it's auto. When this card is played, choose up to two of your opponent's battle cards, place them at the bottom of their owner's decks in any order. So when you read it, the counter counters, whatever, like if I swing, if your opponent swings in, you negate, they switch retaliation cooler. You can do the cute play where you tap three for this, play it and bottom deck their attacking card, assuming it doesn't have barrier and assuming that they attack to the battle card. So obviously there's a lot that can go wrong there, but this is just a three drop. Just literally tap three on your own turn. Use bottom deck two battle cards. That's really powerful. There's no energy limit. There's no requirement. You just tap three and clear two cards. That part of it is crazy. Like the counter counter is cute, but just being able to tap three at any time for extra board removal is really good. You can at least side this card in some blue decks to help you out uh, as far as clearing cards. Oh, yeah, trainer sale. Thank you for the, for the sub. Also, I meant to say this earlier for every new subscription I get today, and any new Patreon, uh, any new patron that signs up for the Hermistyle Patreon, I am donating a dollar and I've opened the pledge to anyone that wants to do that with me. So we started, I think we started at 612, 612 subscribers, but I'll just say 600. So that way I already know I'm donating uh, more, but we'll say anything, whatever number I finish at today on the stream for YouTube, whatever number past that, I'll donate a dollar for every new sub. And then same thing for Patreon. Any new patron, I'll donate another dollar for anyone that new that signs up. If anyone would like to pledge that with me, let me know. I will give the final number at the end of the stream and we can all just give a nice little final push to get ourselves as much as we give as much as we can for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Okay, I'm off my spiel. Eric, uh, why don't, since we had the same one, I'll let you go. I'll let you start with green. All right, green. I hope it's not the same one again because it's <laughs> a very, very good card. <laughs> it's a hit assassin strike. And uh, the crazy thing, uh, we, we theorize this a lot. Uh, unfortunately, Beerus and Champa aren't performing well, but I feel like this is a great, <laughs> great generic card. Um, and the crazy factor about it is um, you, you can swing on a battle card. You can combo this card. It's a zero plus five. So... It goes through, you get to play it, and it shuts down turns. If they can't remove it, like they have to pitch two cards just to be able to keep attacking. And uh, the thing is, like, there's no commitment. You just combo 0 plus 5, and if they want to get over that, they have to put a lot of resources from their hand to defend their battle card. And usually with green and hand control, I feel like that's exactly what green wants you to do. You'll be playing their game, you'll be reducing your hand size to prevent this card from coming down. So it just feels like an overall great utility card for the the color and we're just waiting for like a, a green deck to to utilize it nice nice yeah no actually it's funny that you picked that because i just picked basically his brother in in this set the ssb kaioken sun goku might's calling uh very similar in how they are i guess played but it's the four drop double strike but it has an auto limit one uh you tap one green if your leader card is green and this card is in your combo area when one of your green battle cards attacks and KOs an opponent's battle card, play this card from your combo area, and then it's auto. When this card attacks, choose one, choose the one of your opponent's battle cards and KO it, or your opponent chooses one card in their hand and discards it. So really same thing, you're just getting a lot of value out of it, and you only have to tap one green for it. I think this is a very strong card, especially because this is on attack auto. So you get, every turn this lives, you're just generating just a ton of advantage off of it. I don't think either of these cards are enough to push green into any phenomenal place in the format 
Uh, there was some talk in the Discord about people not respecting hand controls, so maybe hand control can actually slide in and, and succeed. I don't know, but they definitely at least got a couple decent cards. I, I, I think that hit is really good too. Uh, I think you could pick either either of those for, for the best one. I haven't tested either of them personally myself. I haven't tested any green, but they both seem just generically good, strong green cards. Yep, definitely. Uh, I would definitely pick those up when they're cheap because no one's going to be playing the Beerus and Shampa deck, unfortunately. <laughs> you say that. Uh, uh, I won't say any more, but you may be surprised today <laughs> oh. on stream. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe I talk, spoke too soon. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's hop into yellow. So for yellow... Uh, I guess I'll start this one since you started the last one. I'm pulling it up now. It is, I literally, I probably will not say this name correctly. Rumshi? Rumshi Universe 10 supporter? Did I say his name right? I Rumshi? don't know. Rumshi right. or Ren I, I think it's Rumshi. The Elephant <laughs> Man. Uh, the Yellow Unison. So, this card, I didn't think much of it. And then I saw Nick playing it. And this card is actually kind of nuts. Uh, so empower yellow two. This card has four or more markers. When this card is played, draw one card, then choose all of your opponent's battle cards in rest mode and KO them. So because it has the empower yellow two and yellow turlis, this card is just insane. Uh, it just comes down and board wipes. You just have a board wipe in the deck at all times. So that is actually really crazy. It has an activate main plus two. Place up to two Dragon Ball cards from your deck. In your drop area, then shuffle your deck. That's whatever. And then plus minus zero, activate main. Play up to one Galasu card with an energy cost of one from your deck, then shuffle your deck. That's also whatever. But just having that board wipe for two, uh, that is pretty crazy. So that was my favorite. You could, I mean, I thought about talking about some cards from the Vegeta Trunks archetype. I think those are very good too. Uh, but I just really like this card. So that was my pick. Uh, what do you got? They got the SS2 trunks that we just saw on stream from uh, from that match. I think uh, it's doing exactly what yellow wants you to do. It's putting a barrier, like a sticky blocker on the board that also has the effect of Putin. So it kind of can replace Putin as a whole, and it forces your opponent to play around it the entire time it's on the board. Like They have to always think about, okay, the first battle card I play is going to get rested, so I have to play around this before I can even start my turn. So I, I like cards like that. No, I mean, that should be my pick, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that should be my... I just, I just opted not to pick anything from that archetype. I just wanted to pick something off. Uh, but, yeah, that is probably just the actual, factual, like, correct answer. <laughs> uh, that, card's, that card's nuts. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I don't even think it really needs an explanation. So let's jump into black. I will let you start this one. Uh, I think black will be obvious for me. It's going to be the pan challenging the demon god. It's, uh, <laughs> I, know. I knew you picked that. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone knew. Uh, but the, the, the reasoning is there's no reason to play Black Trunks over Gogeta Zeno right now because Gogeta Zeno just does sporting better. The only reason I could find would be playing this Floodgate pan. That gives you the ability to shut down a bit of turns, a bit more survivability than Gogeta Zeno. And uh, that's the only reason I could uh, see playing <laughs> Black Trunks. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it is cool that that Trunks got that card though. Like that card is actually pretty nuts. I did not think that they would print a card like that for black at all. So it is pretty cool. Um, 
My pick is the... I feel like this is a cop-out pick. I feel like this is most people's pick, so I don't even like that I'm saying this. But I've already talked about the Poutine and the Blocker Negate a lot on the podcast. You all know I like those cards, so I wanted to just talk about something different. So I picked the Trunks, the Trunks SR. Uh, it's the SSG Trunks Power Awakened. Card is nuts. Uh, like, it can basically just go in any black deck that overwhelms. Like, it's crazy. It can go in Hatch. It can go in... Um, Gogeta Zeno, it can go in Vigex. It's it is wild. We were testing it. When that card comes down and you can't answer it, you're like, oh my God, I might lose. That's on turn two. I'm like, and it, you read it and you're like, nah, it's whatever. I could deal with this fine. Deflect dual attacks, only 20k. They have to tap to bro. I'm telling you, this card is nuts. Like the fact that it just turns your overwhelms on and you could just start just pumping out beyond all limits Goku's like there's no tomorrow. It's crazy. Uh, I was trying to build just for fun. I'm probably going to play it at locals. So I was building an SS4 Goku deck, just like an aggro version that uses the Demigrade unison with wormhole. So I could just, just spam out the big overarm guys. Car is just really good. It generates a ton of value, really good at clearing unisons, has a lot of different utilities. So I, I really like it. And in Vigex, if you do want to do a more overwhelm uh, focused variant of the deck, you can um, use this to make sure you also don't deck out. But I will tell you, it sucks when your opponent can answer the trunks because uh, you made deck out, <laughs> as, as, yeah. which is what happened to me once, and then I stopped doing it. But <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So moving on to multicolor, uh, I will start this one, I guess. So for multicolor, I picked the two drop Beerus combative, or what is it called, combative impulse? Yeah, combative impulse. It's the blue yellow card has energy exhaust and double strike and it is a 16k so when this card is played choose it to one of your opponent's battle cards and switch it to rest mode and then once per turn when this card attacks and ko's an opponent's battle card draw one card switch this card to active mode and place one card from your opponent's life at the bottom of their deck all right that's kind of nuts right like you can come out tap down whatever stupid cantrip they have like tap down a goku true fighting spirit tap down an iskai tap down whatever they have, attack it, and now they're going to waste two or three cards defending their one drop, or they're going to negate the attack. Either way, you're literally forcing them to negate an attack on a one drop that they don't want to do. So I really like this card. Uh, it's only two, so if you're using a deck like Soul Striker, it has some synergy there. And yeah, overall, I just, I just think it's a solid card. Yeah, no, it's definitely a great card, and blue doesn't have a lot of good early game beaters. We're still using Goku Black for Seeing Darkness, so that just shows you how much blue yellow needed something. Uh, for me, I'm definitely going with the uh, the Kusu, the two yep. drop uh, counterplay. That's uh, green, uh, green, blue. That card is just crazy. I, I don't know. I feel like once we get a good uh, green blue archetype again this card is going to be like that zamatsu just like a four of uh that it just has so much utility in the counterplay it makes you bottom deck cards in hand then it bottom decks cards on board it really does what that uh that archetype wants to do so. yeah i mean it's another card that synergizes really well with soul striker this probably is would also be my other pick if i had to pick one this card's very very strong yep definitely and i i think like we still see 16 like running around so that card seems splashable in that deck as well that's fair that's fair yeah oh for sure for sure all right so that is our top five from all the different colors from the new set 
So now we are going to hop. Let's do uh let's do favorite art. What what is your favorite art from the set? I can't just scapegoat the god rare because no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't do I kick you off the show, bro. The show is over. <laughs> to me, it has to be definitely uh since I've already said like I'm a big fan of like iconic moments, it's between the two Goku SPRs this time. It's either the Beerus one or it's the the Ultra Mastery one because like it's so hard for me to pick between both. Like a battle <laughs> of the gods was like Dragon Ball Z was just coming back. Right. Like everyone was super hyped to go see this in theaters. And I remember like uh, that exact scene. I was super pumped when Goku uh, finally went God, but also on the other hand, like tournament of power when like <laughs> he finally goes UI and like the entire like uh, stage glows silver. And then like Jiren, you see like he's finally above Jiren and like, he's kind of, not even a match for Goku anymore. Like, so both, both moments are just great for me. Yeah. It's so it's all right. This probably is one of my favorite sets ever made as far as, at least as far as art goes, like the art in this set, it's incredible. Like it is really, really hard to pick this. I think I'm literally looking at him right now. Cause I, I literally couldn't pick, Oh man, this is hard. I going with the realm of the gods red card. The red realm of the gods, where it's Goku versus Jiren, and they're just hitting each other with a punch. That card looks amazing, and that's the. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's the same exact art they use for the mat. If you top 16 for the webcam regionals, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's that same exact art. So that card, oh, I don't know. That card looks so good, bro. So good. Uh, I I really like when they do that. I also really like just that kind of style when the two things meet in the middle and there's like this explosion in the center. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I agree with you. The other, the four drop that well, really eight drop red Goku and the, the six drop Goku, the blue one, those look really good. All of them. Look, like I look at these cards, like even the Vegeta one, the three drop Vegeta where he's punching Kaba, like that's a sick card and a really cool moment too. Yeah, exactly. It's just unfortunate that I just wasn't a big fan of that arc. Like uh, <laughs> I was like, I liked, uh, uh I just felt like it, I don't know that it, that arc didn't pull me in. Like that's why I was like, uh, okay. Like I like the the art on the card, but I wasn't super hyped around that time uh, in the show. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Fair. All right. So let's move on to the SCRs. Let's talk about the SCRs. So obviously, only three to pick from here. We got to pick our favorite. We've got the new Vegeta. Obviously, lots of hype around that. Uh, we've got the Super Mira, and then we've got the Supreme Kai of Time, the birthday crew. So um, I guess I'll start this one since you started the last one. I mean, I feel like you're just picking between Kai and Vegeta at this point. I, I feel like that's it. So I'll just, I'll just go with Kai. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I just don't think I could pick. I don't think anyone could pick Mira. I don't, I don't know. I could not, you know, I could not see picking mirrors as my, as the top SCR to this set when you've got this Vegeta and this Kai. So I'll go with the Kai. I think all three are strong, but we haven't seen a floodgate like this as an SCR in this fashion. So it's activate battle. You tap one, you have three or more energy plays card from your hand. It also has servant and double strike. And then you can tap another one. If your leader card is black and you remove this card from the game, the start of your next turn your opponent can't attack with battle cards or unison cards unless they choose one card in their life and place it in their drop area each time so hopefully it would just effectively act as a two cost baby hatch as long as you have a black energy that's that's the way i see it very very strong floodgate effect 
And then the fact that it also has double strike and servant is actually pretty cool. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's much else to talk about that, right? Like it's just a powerful effect. It definitely is on par with what you have in SCR. Uh, yeah. So I'll pass it over to you. No, to touch on the Kai, like in testing on uh, when my teammates use it, even just using it as a one cost 50 K double strike kind of just yeah. seals the game sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, when you, people aren't expecting it's, especially these best of one uh, webcam regionals like that Kai can slot in really nicely. Um, for me, it's very obvious. It has to be the Vegeta. Uh, <laughs> it's, too, it's too good. It's it's just too good. And I compare it to like Cell Xeno when it first came out. When when you reveal this card, sometimes it's almost an instant scoop. Uh, back when Cell Xeno first came out, you count their board and they're at 12. You're just like, if he has it, like the game ends. And Vegeta kind of feels like that sometimes where you can play around it perfectly. The fact that the deck can look at your hand as well. This, this SCR could be splashed in any red deck ever. You don't need the sparking 25 for dual attack because they essentially can't go down to one life when you're playing this SCR. It has the flex and it come down. And then unless you're playing that yellow 17, not many colors can just stop its activate main effect if you don't swing. So yeah, card is good. And uh, going back to Mira, I think... <laughs> If we could reverse the question and say worst SCR or maybe ugliest character in the set. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I hate it so much. I didn't even know this was a thing. And I just feel like the character is just, I don't know. I don't like looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty ugly. It is pretty ugly. You've got like the Dragon Ball version of Gengar. <laughs> and then uh, you got, yeah, I don't know. But the funny thing is, though, I think, all right. So, like, I don't like the way the characters look. But I like the layout of the card. Like I actually really, I don't usually like multiple characters on a card, but I do like how they, how I like the layout of it. Like I like the layout. I think they got that part right. Like that could be really sick. Like imagine like they did like Teen Gotenks from the new movie and then like yeah. the two in the background were good. Like that would be really sick, right? Like I think they did a good job on designing it. It's just the characters are not that appealing. <laughs> to, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, the, the effect is powerful, is though. Like, it's a powerful effect. Like, you get kind of a boss monster unison for yellow. <laughs> Eric says, I'm not impressed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not impressed. <laughs> no. I think it's like, it reminds me of Gohanks, and you can only really splash that in one deck, Cooler Mill, and it's just because it works with the mill. That's uh, fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. That is fair. Um, yeah, and I haven't even looked at the chat. Let me, uh, let's see. Oh, Cedric said, the shade Eric is throwing, he called this man ugly. <laughs> Armando disagrees with us. Uh, well, you know, Armando, when your cards say winner, you can have an opinion, you know? <laughs> uh, Michael Dolan says, cards should be really good in Golden Frieza, but I don't think it can be played well in much else due to how expensive it is. Yeah, I could see that. It makes sense. Kind of like a two drop. Gary says, hi, Jimmy. Hey, Gary. Glad you're watching. You have no idea what we're talking about, but I'm happy you're here. <laughs> That's one of my friends who doesn't play card games. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But he's supporting the stream, so I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, yeah, Cedric said art is A1. I agree. Art, definitely A1. Definitely A1. Um, all right. But anyways, let's get into the last part that we always do for top five. What do you think is the top deck of the format? What is the big deck in the room that everyone is going to be playing or playing to beat or do you think maybe this time it isn't just one specific deck and there's multiple i think time there's probably multiple but i think the eyes are on red goku 
I yeah. think it's very powerful at what it does. I think King Piccolo is still good. It's still definitely an option for Red, but Red never had like these bomb cards in the mid range, uh, like aside for seeing hit, right? But you can't play a four cost without deflect anymore. So now that you have these big bomb cards, eight cost, it gets around charismatic villain, right? deflect, it gets around God Seal. You have all the protection you need to just brainlessly tap out and mostly resolve these cards. So I think uh, most decks need to be equipped and ready for the bomb cards. And the deck is versatile enough to, if you're a skilled player, you can anticipate not to do a bomb card and just go wide. And uh, it just feels like it has all the flexibility to play. Like uh, it's going to be very pilot dependent. Yeah. Yeah. But see, it, that, but also the deck is just powerful enough that it can also just carry you. Right. Like the exactly. effects are just that strong. Like I will use the censored version of what Mike calls the deck. He says it is idiot proof. <laughs> um, but like it, it, it kind of is to an extent, right? Like it is to an extent. You can definitely take this deck as a newer player and you can go like really succeed in locals and you might even be able to like go in and top a webcam tournament. So I think that that just that alone, I think is really cool about the deck, but strong pilots are going to be able to take the deck to another level. So that's also another cool factor. Uh, yeah. I agree no, with you I could, uh, I could go with the idiot proof because I think I was recently testing with uh, one of your teammates and I was just trying to find out what the best negates are. And I play like three Violent Rays, three King Vegetas, three, three testing the, like three of every red negate in this game. <laughs> and I still was able to seal out a win. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, you can. You, there is some like uh, carry to the deck. And <laughs> that's definitely I, why it's the deck in the room to look at. Cause I think I, I uh, was really hoping you were just going to burn someone on the team. Just be like, yeah, it's idiot proof. <laughs> they played it. <laughs> I'm more burning myself. I was the one playing it with like <laughs> 15 extra card negates. Oh, <laughs> uh, Shinobi TCG. I'll have a magical rest of your weekend. I advocate mental health. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Appreciate you stopping by for sure. Um, and just a reminder, everybody, again, we are streaming all day long to raise funds for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in support of their Out of the Darkness Walk. So if you have not already, please consider donating. The link is in the description to this video. For every dollar that you donate, you will get a entry into the raffle. We are doing three big raffles today. I've already announced some of the prizes, but just to recap some of them, uh, we've got some really cool cloth play mats. We've got a hermit style play mat. I think we've got like eight packs of sleeves from anniversary box, some cool Dragon Ball deck boxes. And um, we have a big final prize that I will be announcing on the podcast soon. <laughs> Not yet, but I will be announcing it soon. And anyone who donates $25 or more gets entered in a second raffle to have your deck selected to be deck doctored live um, shortly after the podcast. And it will be myself and Jared Lopez on Jared was the second place national finalist. So you will get him to a chance for him to look at your deck. So that is really, really cool. Um, and also Wanted to just say and uh, echo what Rachel said. Rachel is who I've partnered with from the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in doing this. Uh, she's commented earlier, said the AFSP is the largest private suicide prevention organization in the United States with chapters in all 50 states and programs and events nationwide. So definitely a great, great organization. I've worked with them uh, regularly and often um, and try to help any way I can. So I just wanted to share that with everyone and run this event to try and do so. So 
for every subscriber I get today on YouTube and for every new patron that signs up for the Hermit Style Patreon, I will donate a dollar for every single one. So, if, you know, we get 200 subs, I'm donating $200. So make sure if you have not subscribed already, make me pay some money, subscribe to the YouTube. And uh, if you would like to have some fun and pledge along with me, you are welcome to. I will announce the final amount at the end of the stream and we can do a final push. Uh, all right. So anyways, I think that wraps up our top five. Eric, anything else that you wanted to know about the set or anything that you want to talk about before we, before we move on to results training? I think it's just overall a good set. I think the past two sets have just been really weak. You'd get some key cards in there, but this set is definitely one of the, the best sets I've seen in a long time. Uh, there's going to be a lot of great archetypes, a lot of playable decks. I'm just super excited to jump in and see... Uh, I'm not the best at like defining, figuring out a format, but once it's defined, I, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of decks come out from, uh, from the set. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Um, so, but actually, you know what, but before we wrap it up, uh, we, so we said that, you know, red U seven Goku is probably like the big deck in the room. That's the deck everyone has their eyes on. What deck do you personally think is the strongest? Like if you're going to an event tomorrow, competitive event tomorrow, you have access to every card in the carpool. What deck are you playing? I'm probably playing Red Goku, sadly. Wow. Okay. All <laughs> but, right. Uh, the the key is, I believe, like uh, there's a deck that if you don't respect it, uh, I believe Yellow Sin. This is a deck that I get punished for time and time again because I respect it and then I stop respecting it. And every time I stop respecting this deck, this deck, I get like two out by it because. If you're not equipped and you don't have cards like max power to deal with this 30k that negates everything, it can just stop your entire strategy and destroy your entire game plan. And it happens to me time and time again. So I would say like Yellow Sin is definitely a deck to keep your eyes on. And don't uh, don't be like me where you say, oh, no one's playing it anymore. Let's take out all the side deck cards. It's kind of what happened to me at Nats as well. I took out everything for Yellow Sin and I got oh, destroyed man. by the deck. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> That yep. Sucks. So, uh, it's a deck. I think that it didn't really get touched too much by the ban list, and it's uh, especially a best of one. It shines really well. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna lie, guys. So, everyone who's a big fan of Hermit Style, you know that two decks that we talk about a lot on the show are Blue Baby, <laughs> and we've obviously, when we were preparing for Nats, talked a lot about Hatch. I'm not gonna lie. Those decks, I think, are both insanely good picks right now. <laughs> I think they are both insanely good picks. So I will just throw that out there. If I was playing tomorrow, I honestly, I will play Blue Baby, bro. Like, I think Blue Baby is perfectly fine to play right now. I think it's a solid pick. Is it the best deck? I don't know if you call it the best deck, but I think it has some amazing matchups right now. I think it has some amazing matchups, so... Anyways, that will conclude this segment and let's move on to results of training. Results of training. All right. Um, <laughs> Shadow Reaper said today is the best day chilling with the Hermit Bros while I'm grinding Elden Ring. Yes, bro. Elden Ring. Yo. Oh my God. I like, I should have, I should have actually, you know what? One of the Lobat crew, uh, Tyler back there has Elden Ring. Maybe when I take a break next, I can hop on his Elden Ring. Oh, oh, he said, oh, baby. Maybe I'll stream it. Maybe that'll just become a segment. 
no, the Elden Ring, uh, best game, best game. Everyone should be playing Elden Ring while listening to this. But anyways, uh, results of training. Eric, have you played any matches lately? You want to talk about one of them? Uh, I started testing Red Goku. Uh, honestly, uh, I feel like, yeah, it's a very strong deck. Um, you have to respect the... Uh, the U7 ratios, uh, testing this, uh, building this deck, because you can't just throw in a bunch of red good stuff. I feel like you have to decide between either if you want to go full tilt with like a heavy unison package or playing like a lot of red good stuff. Uh, you don't have room to like fully dedicate like a bunch of Yamshas, a bunch of unisons and like, and the red good stuff core. And I feel like you have to look in between those two things and find uh, your happy place because there's a core that needs to go in to see consistency uh, some matchups is very important to awaken on turn two. Other matchups you could sit back and uh, just awaken whenever you feel like it. So for the matchups where you have to awaken turn two, your ratios on the U7s are very important. So yeah, that's mostly what I get from my my training. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, yeah, so I talked about my results training on the last podcast episode, but I really have just been testing a lot of Blue Baby. Uh, <laughs> I think it's really good, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to think if I played anything else. I try because on the podcast yesterday, I, I talked about Blue Baby versus Hand Control, and that was probably the main match. Oh, you know what? We did run Vigex versus Red U7 again, and I lost. I was Vigex. Uh, Jerry was playing Red U7, and it was very, very close. It was very, very close. Uh, when you play four Vegeta Resolve Renewed's and Red U7. And you can answer Oceanus that easily that many times. It does become very hard and very grindy. And I will say, here's a tip. If you're playing Red U7, you have to know when to stop milling, right? Like I see a lot of people over milling and they overcommit and they end up decking themselves out. When you know when to stop versus some of these control decks, it becomes much, much, much more difficult. So in the start, when I was testing against people, they were just flying through their deck and I was milling them out as big X. Uh, now, especially now that obviously my testing partners all know I'm playing the control variant of VigX. They know what I'm doing already. So they know I'm trying to mill them at that point. So they already know to slow way, way, way down. And um, yeah, it does become a lot harder at that point. So I don't know. I still think VigX is such a sick deck for best of one because unless like you know me, you don't know what variant of VigX I'm playing. And I think people will default to is probably ag aggro. Right. Like you're probably playing like Overrealm, you're playing the new trunks, and you're trying to just push them. You're playing like fighting against fates, you're playing thwarting. Um, and that can really punish someone. So I don't know. I still love the deck, but once once like they know what you're doing in this format, it becomes a lot tougher than last format. So that's pretty much for my results. My results showed me that I probably am not playing Vig X unless it's for fun or after I have my invite. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll still play it because I don't know if I have any cards. Uh, I was supposed to get five cases, but one of mine got canceled. So I've only got four and I won't have them till after release. So I probably won't have any new cards for the webcam. So maybe I will play Vigex. I don't know. But anyways, I think that, uh, I think that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Let's, uh, let's hop into Monaco's delivery service. And I'll tell you what, everybody, before I hit the, uh, my little fancy button here, I will answer questions. Me and Eric will answer questions that you put in the chat. So whatever questions you want us to answer for Monaco's delivery service, put them in the chat right now. And that is what we will answer here live on the podcast. And let's go right now. 
I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaka? Monaka's Delivery Service. All right. So, and again, this is the part of the podcast where I answer listeners' questions live. Um, Usually what I do is in the Discord, we have a channel called Monaka's Delivery Service, which if you are not currently in the Hermit Style Discord, you should definitely join. There is a link in the description. We really do have the number one place to play Dragon Ball online. Uh, There's literally games going in there 24-7. I literally got home last night at like 3 in the morning. There were games going on. Uh, It's just constant talk about Dragon Ball and you get access to some of the best players in the game who will literally just play and chat with you. It's a really, really cool just place to be. Uh, but I would imagine most of you are already in there. But if you're not, jump in. Once you hit level seven, you can actually ask questions there that I answer live. But let's see what questions we're getting. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got a bunch already. All right. So Kai says, are we going to see matches in this? Yes. So there is a schedule. You can check out the schedule in description. Uh, we already did Joey versus Sublet. Next up after this, we have Giancarlo versus Aspira. So we'll start that in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, let's see. Mike Cush says, what is your reaction to Aspira's deck choice to DBS Fest? I do not know what deck he's playing. Someone tell me, please. Um, he's playing the Frieza that flips life instead of taking damage. If if I'm correct, if he's yeah. still on the same what, yeah, The yellow Frieza from like set 12? Yeah, the one that when you take oh, a life, sick. you flip. Yeah. <laughs> that, deck, that deck's actually pretty good. Um, I don't know if I would play it. Like, I think it's a cool deck. I think it's cool that he's like running it. Um, like back, all right. So when that deck came out, it was overshadowed by Mecha Frieza. But if Mecha Frieza, they had not rebooted it and had never made Mecha Frieza a thing, I can guarantee you that set that set 12 Frieza would have been what people played if they were playing yellow. I think that deck would have been much, much more popular, but it just never had a chance to shine. So it's cool. I mean, I don't I wouldn't play it over the current yellow decks myself, but it's a cool pick. It's definitely cool. Yep. I have to apologize to him because I, I didn't know it was a big secret. I just I heard it from other people <laughs> and messaged oh, him no. and said, Well now Are everybody knows. Like this? <laughs> Oops. Okay. That's a, that's a big, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, Aspira. <laughs> um, all right. So, well, I mean, someone in the chat said, what is your reaction to it? So clearly people know. All right. Anyways, Armando says, if you could eat anything with no stomach issues, what, wow. What a question for me and Eric, since we both have the worst stomachs in the world. Uh, if I had zero stomach issues, I'm not going to lie. I'm like real ignorant and I just eat whatever I want anyways. And then I pay for it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you this question, Eric. What would you eat? <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, this, this always destroys me instantly. So it's probably a boots in with smoked meat and bacon with uh, extra large coffee because I can't even have coffee. <laughs> Dang. Dang. You were ready. Man, that was like a oh. real specific answer. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> you must really miss that. <laughs> I have a cheat day where I do this maybe once a year. <laughs> and I just die. <laughs> Call out of work the next day. <laughs> yeah. Pre- preemptively. Like, hey, I'm going to be sick tomorrow. <laughs> Pretty much it. <laughs> uh, all right. Jeff says, what do you think the top five decks of the next set will end up being? That's a good question. Um 
Man, top five. That's that's actually a lot of decks. I think there's a lot of viable things right now. I think what we saw earlier today, Ready, Seven, Goku, and Trunks, Jita. I think those are two of the five for sure. Uh, for blue, it'll probably be Soul Striker. Like, people just love playing Soul Striker. I personally will play SS4 Vegeta and Baby over it, but it's very strong. Like, there's nothing wrong with playing Soul Striker. Uh, and then what else? Uh, green. I don't know if I would count King Cold in the top five, but if there was a green deck, I was supposed to be King Cold. Um, there are talks of a hand control deck that people are playing, but I don't know anything about it. Uh, what else do we have? Then there's black. I mean, Gogeta Xeno is still very strong. I haven't talked about it much on the podcast. It's still a fine deck to play. I think it but, could still be in the top five. Uh, I think when you see Thwarting turn one and you curve well, it's still yeah, kind of like high roll. When it high rolls, it, there's not much you could do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, I don't even know that was five, but hopefully that's good enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, Squades, favorite cookies. Favorite cookies. Oh, man. what a, This is the question that people were waiting for, baby. Um, so, favorite cookie. Man. Uh, all right. Definitely Snickerdoodle. Like, Snickerdoodle, number one. But where do you get the Snickerdoodle is the question. So, top picks. I'm not going to lie. Wegmans Snickerdoodles are insane. You would not expect a grocery store cookie to be that good, but they just are. I literally will just walk around the store eating a bucket of them, and then I'll just check out with an empty bucket sometimes. Like, <laughs> they're too good. Uh, but Disney's Snickerdoodle from the Grand Floridian Bakery, prime, prime Snickerdoodle. I was so upset the last time we went, they didn't have them because they said it's a seasonal item. But, uh, but yeah, so if I had to go to favorite cookie, I'd go anywhere. That's probably the one, but I've heard this place Gideon's. We don't have one here, but I've heard this place Gideon's really good too. Uh, okay. I will do one more question and then we're going to close this out so we can get the match started. Uh, let's see. Da, da, da. Can you see any kinds of Bandai moves to a best of one pre-side for all online regionals? Yes. The con is that if is, how do you enforce the time limit for siding? I am all for best of one pre-side, but how do you enforce that time limit? And then does it open up more opportunities for people to cheat that we just don't want because then they can just pull any cards they want. They just have an extra 15 cards sitting to their left and they can just side in anything. So that is obviously the con. I personally think it's fine. I think they should do it, but I think that is the main thing. Any thoughts on that, Eric? Uh, I think uh, when it comes down to webcam events in general, cheaters are going to cheat. It doesn't matter how, uh, what you kind of do, like they're going to try to find like their little uh, things. I really like pre-siding, uh, especially for best of one. It gives you, uh, it gives you that ability to run decks that you probably couldn't have auto losses if you do not side specific cards. So I really like the fact that like Sin is one of them. I hate maining for Sin Shenron. If I could side deck my max powers and maybe SS3 Bardox, uh, I, I would. So I really like that option in, in the events. Yeah. And uh, time rules, I hate them, <laughs> if I have yeah. to touch on time rules. Uh, I, I don't like the way they reward on life, uh, that entire procedure. I just feel like it rewards uh, slow playing, and it shouldn't be a thing. But Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like it hard to figure out, though, like what, like what do you think like the best tiebreaker would be if time hits? If like Honestly, you're not doing draws. Because I'm like, what, what, like, what could yeah. it be? 
Because there's so many yeah. different strategies. I I think I feel like it just you just have to bring draws back. Uh, I yeah. feel like the that there's the strategy is to prevent draws, but I don't see a reason to prevent them. I know it's because of the undefeated system, but my take on undefeated is the same. I think it's a bad system. I understand it works oh. for uh, Crossroads TCG Big J. I'm assuming that's Jordan, bro. Thank you. That was a hundred dollar donation. Holy crap, bro! Thank you very much. Yeah, that's pretty nice, man. And uh, yeah, if I could jump back, yeah, I don't like the undefeated system either, but uh, those are just systems that uh, I understand for regionals when it's like you don't have a top cut, it works, but uh, in like a, with best of threes and uh, like playing with the top cut, these are just rules that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. For sure. For sure. Man, we are killing it on this goal. We are, where, where are we at? Ethan, can a uh, blowback crew, can we get a check? Because I am blind and can't read. Ooh, the voice of God coming down there. Oh, dang. I thought the stream could hear you. All right. Well, <laughs> in my head, the voice of God came to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, we are at $645. Oh, my goodness. That is nuts. Literally this morning, I was like, maybe we shouldn't do 1000 for the goal. Maybe that's too high. People will not be like inclined to donate. But we are just crushing it. So maybe we will, maybe we'll increase the goal. I'm going to think about during the next match what I'm going to do at a thousand because that is crazy. So anyways, Eric, thank you very much for joining the show today. Before I close this out, any shout outs that you want to give? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll first shout out my team DBM. We have a YouTube channel. It's called DBM. Uh, shout out my local store, uh, three mana. They are awesome. If you're Canadian, they host a free circuit. So you could just reach out to us. We'll let you know how to get set up. If you're Canadian and you just want to want somewhere to play webcam locals, awesome uh and uh that's pretty much it just shout out my entire team we got uh you know pretty boy joe starting his twitch channel you could check him out at pretty boy joe02 and uh that's about it shout out to like the hermit style for this awesome event as well and including me awesome bro thank you very much for being on before i end the podcast we have a video that we pulled from the AFSP YouTube, just kind of highlighting their out of the darkness walk events that we would like to play for everyone. So you can see a little more into what they do and what they look like. Um, so Ethan, are we good to play that? We need a second. So before we go into that, <laughs> um, but no, everybody, I just really appreciate everyone coming out and supporting this. It means a lot to me and it's just, it's really for a great cause. So it's really cool that everyone's coming together for this. Uh, next we're going to have Espira versus John Carlo. So I'm super pumped for that. The, the matchup they are playing, uh, you will not expect, maybe you will, if you caught my hint earlier in the show, but we're going to play this video. And afterwards I will announce what the big raffle prize is. Ethan, are we good now? Three, two, no countdown. <laughs> I'm getting thumbs up and then thumbs downs. I will just keep blabbering. Uh, <laughs> let me see what the chat's doing. I haven't looked at the chat in a little while. Uh, Brandon Degador says green God matchup. I will not confirm nor deny this, sir. <laughs> and we are good. All right. Video play. Suicide and depression are not easy things to talk about. The out of the darkness community walk helps you start the conversation. It's a conversation we need to have. 
the Out of the Darkness walks are a very, very welcoming place. Even if this is your first time, you will find a community that's welcoming. It's a family. We're all here for each other. It's a healing community, and that's what I love about it. I come back because I feel supported. The Out of the Darkness Community Walk shows you that you're not alone. It brings you out of the darkness. It gives me hope to be a part of this community. There's hope, and you don't have to do it alone. You have to have hope. AFSP helped me, and I am here to help anyone else that needs it. Everyone should come to an Out of the Darkness Community Walk. Walk with us. Walk with us. You belong here. You can bring hope to others and to yourself. Register today. Register today. Register today at afsp.org slash walk. All right, everybody, that concludes this episode of the podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. And if you did not get a chance to catch the live stream, it is all available on the Hermit Style YouTube. You can check out all of the feature matches, which were Joey Paladino of Crossworlds versus Sublet. Uh, we had Giancarlo versus Aspira. And we had Armando versus Johnny Teo of the Joe Crew. Uh, we also had a bunch of other fun things we had, like the mod chat uh, we had a collector's chat, an evening with Hermit Style, all kinds of different things. So it's definitely a fun watch. I suggest it. It is long, but, you know, you can skip through it, spend some time. Maybe I'll even uh, section them off and repost the videos as individual matches later. I don't know. But either way, again, I just want to thank everyone. It was a huge success. We will definitely be doing these again in the future. And if you would like to get more involved, please go visit AFSP.org. Whether you'd like to try to participate, become an ambassador, or just donate to the cause, um, definitely check out AFSP.org. You can find all kinds of details where they run different events all across the country where I'm sure you can find one near you. They also have incredible resources to offer you if you or a family member, loved one, friend, anyone needs it. Um, it is there for you. And of course, if you or a loved one are in crisis, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or contact the crisis text line by texting TALK to 741-741. And yeah, that's it. Regionals start tomorrow. Good luck to everyone participating and playing. Uh, I've been I've been in the Patreon a lot, actually. We're doing a lot of cool stuff for tournament prep. So if you do want to take your game to the next level, definitely check out the Hermit Style Patreon. We offer coaching. We offer deck doctors, strategy articles, videos, and everything in between. And um, yeah, my shameless plug is now done. And don't forget, if you are participating in regionals, even if you aren't, we all hang out in between the rounds in chamber chilling in the Discord. That is one of our voice chats. And we just have a good time. It's kind of like uh, you're still with everybody, even from your house, like if you're at a real tournament. So that's always really fun. I'm looking forward to it. So definitely jump in there. And yeah, that, that's all I've got. Hopefully I see lots of hermit homies and top cut and we can all be celebrating. But uh, yeah, I will talk to you all. Next week, later. I got the real one problem on my back every day. I got the set, this way, that's right, whatever.